Oregon Ramen is a restaurant in Ashland, Massachusetts. It serves traditional and authentic Japanese ramen, Thai noodle soups, and the best chicken wings in the Metro West. Everything's done in-house from scratch, and they use only the highest quality products from small farms. Co-chef owners, Papanook and Alan McIntosh, combine their culinary skills with traditional Japanese cuisine to create an authentic, amazing flavor in every dish. Located at 1 West Union Street on Ashland, Massachusetts, their phone number is 508-309-3416. Or they can be located on Facebook at Dorgan Ramen Ashland and on their website as well. www.dorganramen.com Welcome back to another exciting episode of Goth Girl Horror, the official hack slash podcast. I am your host, Dr. Chris. And I am your co-host, Tracy Lux. And tonight we are talking about Hack Slash Volume 2, issue number 19. Before we get to that, a couple of quick things, uh, not Hack Slash related, but in a way, yes, they are Hack Slash related. I'm sorry, let me correct myself. Uh, I believe the uh, Kickstarter for the Volume 2 hardcover of the Hack Slash Omnibus is happening currently right now, or it just ended? The second one, I, I think it's still currently going right now, yes. Okay, and that collects, do you know what issues that happens to collect? Are you ordering that like you did the last one? I am ordering it, but I don't happen to know which issues are in that one. This is being done by Tim Seeley again, too, right? Yes. I did love the cover for the uh, the other cover for it. It's got a very um, uh, slasher-esque kind of cover. Uh, it's on Amazon right now, so which makes me wonder. It's like, wait a minute, is this how is this on Amazon right now? But oh, that's the other one. It's the soft cover. This is the hard back big cover. But also the other thing about this is it's supposed to have. Um, uh, big Hack Energized Sized Volume 2. This is also going to feature another little short story by Tim, correct? Yes, we are getting another one with this one as well. Okay, it has 16 days to go. It's raised $44,000 over $20,000 with 652 backers, Charcy being one of them. I have not backed it yet. I will very soon. Um, 400 pages. Um, hopefully this one has some words to it because the last short story was pretty much like a silent story. Yeah, I did like the style that he went with for it, though. So, oh, by the I, way, I didn't even think about that before. Matt Murhoff does the standard edition cover. Oh, well, there we go. Yes, we just talked about him in the last issue, the last episode. Yeah, and then Tim does cover the other the uh, the Kickstarter exclusive edition cover where it has Cassie in a black bikini uh, fighting a tentacle creature with a couple of. Uh, uh, babes in uh, bathing suits, um, you know, like staring at her as she's doing it. <laughs> it's fitting. Um, there is a couple cool prints that you can get as well. One is by Daniel Leister and Carlos Padilla, who I think Daniel said he'd come back on the show at the end of this uh, this run of Hackslash. One by Richard Pace, where Cassie's fighting Cthulhu and uh, Dagon. Um, Deity people, which if you've ever seen uh, the H.P. Lovecraft movie, um, ter- uh, the the deep ones, yeah. Let's hope that what happens to Cassie does not. Uh, what happened to the women in that movie doesn't happen to Cassie. Let's just say um, yeah. held down on an altar and raped by a demon sea creature. Sure, if that's what you're into. Yikes! Very very creepy creepy demon fish people. <laughs> 
then we also got some pinups by David S. England, Tim Seeley, Seller, Sell Or, who I've asked to come on the show. Unfortunately, he doesn't speak English, so he got declined. Matt Munn, um, Hack Slash T-shirts as well, which, ooh, I might get the T-shirt, because that's really cool. Um, I still can't fit into the Hack Slash T-shirt I ordered directly from Tim. Oh. Yeah. But that's okay. The woman I'm currently dating says she likes my body just the way it is. doesn't mean I'm still not going to try to lose some weight. <laughs> We're going to jump right into the issue now. Oh, and also, by the way, at the time this uh, episode should be airing, which uh, this should be posted online on the in late August, the um, the next Tim Seeley new comic book will be out, Superman vs. Lobo, a DC black label book. Nice. Yep. Superman fights the Man of Steel versus the main man, which they have fought before. Yeah. Especially if you've seen the Superman animated series. There's a two-part episode called The Main Man. I was going to say, I thought he sounded familiar. Oh, yeah. He was um, Ray Romano's brother from Frasier. Uh, from Frasier. From Everyone Loves Raymond. That who, that's, okay. who plays, that's who plays uh, Lobo. Okay. I can picture that. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Lobo was on the, uh, the Krypton TV series, which was the prequel show about Superman's grandfather. Okay, yeah. yeah. Which wasn't That's cool. terrible. <laughs> but uh, we're going to jump right now into Hack Slash Repeat, uh, with Charcy has the plot synopsis for us. I do. So we have Hack Slash Repeat, issue 19. Script is by Steve Seeley and Michael Morisi. Art by Emilio Lassio. Colors by Rosero Costanzo. Letters by Crank. Edits by James Lauder and published by Image, and originally published on October 24, 2012. In Hack Slash Repeat, Cassie and Vlad are going through their own version of Groundhog's Day, where they are fighting a slasher that cannot be permanently killed. They have attempted to kill the slasher so many times that it was getting to them, making them on edge and irritable. After stopping the slasher yet again, they are caught by the local police and taken into custody. They are blamed for all the murders, even though it was the slasher. Turns out this town has a local urban legend about a family who used black magic on one of their children so he would have everlasting life. Instead of it being a gift to the child, it turned into a curse, and he became a murderous monster. Problem was, the local sheriff protected the family and their secret, and would help them hide their secrets. Cassie and Vlad were now his fall guys to pin the murders on. One of the deputies didn't agree with the sheriff and goes to Cassie and Vlad for answers. During his chat with them, the slasher gets free and begins attacking people in the police station. The deputy frees Cassie and Vlad for help. They, in turn, end up using the deputy as bait, but they manage to capture the slasher. This issue ends with Cassie taking the indestructible slasher out in the middle of a lake. He is weighed down with cement at his feet and heavy chains. So she pushes him into the lake to keep the town safe. When she goes back to shore, Vlad reminds her that that won't keep him down in the lake permanently. She agrees, but also says it's a temporary fix for the time being. And in the future, maybe they'll still be around to help stop him again. Awesome. Plot synopsis by Charcy Lux, as always. I have the Tim Seeley cover, which is cover A, which has Cassie in, um, I guess it's underwear or her bikini and some slasher version of her behind her. 
it doesn't look as much like Tim's artwork, only because we really can't see Cassie's face. The other cover by Emilio Aleso. I don't have that one. Do you in the book? I'm sure I do. Let me dig through, and that would be issue 19. What are you covering right now, coming up soon on your um, your thingy, your, uh, your uh, what do you call it, your um, YouTube show? Oh, uh, Little Channel of Horrors. We should be covering uh, American Psycho next coming up. Uh, by the way, this artist has also worked on Marvel's Spider-Man uh, video game tie-in comics and the Star Wars Rogue One adaptation for Marvel as well. Nice. Oh, here's the cover. Uh, yeah, so number 19B by Emilio Lasso. Or Lasio? Yep. Butchering that name, I'm sure. But... Uh, I really like this art style, but it's it's Cassie. She's sitting on her knees holding her head, and she's covered in blood, and you can just see that she just seems weak, upset, and her bat is out in front of her. But it's kind of like a nice thought of the fact of the frustration that her and Vlad were feeling every time they had to kill this slasher over and over again, and mm. it was getting to them. Gotcha. So I, I like that cover. Mm, yes, I do too. He has also worked on Dr. Afra, which is a uh, Star Wars villain. Oh. Um, and G.I. Joe versus Street Fighter. So right in the beginning, uh, Cassie and Vlad are trying to make sure the slasher stays dead, and the police happen along him. And Vlad is getting a little sick and tired of Cassie's attitude, basically. Like, he is not too happy with how just angry she has been constantly. This is not the side of her that he wants to see. Let's face it, uh, angry, aggressive Cassie always takes it out on Vlad. Cassie and Vlad get happened along by the police who capture them. Um, and of course, the police are not going to believe what they're saying about this slasher. However, the deputy does have an inkling that there is some witchcraft, voodoo, mumbo-jumbo stuff happening. And he also feels like something else is going on that the sheriff isn't letting on. The, um, the flashback that Cassie gives uh, just really signifies how amazing this artist is. Um, and mm-hmm. I really did wish I could see, like, hopefully he gets more work sometime. Yeah, and it's also interesting, like, seeing the different versions of what this slasher looks like. Because, I mean, they talk about how much he regenerates, but from how much Cassie had smashed his face in, we couldn't tell. But, yeah, in that little one page where they're showing the different ways they tried killing him and eviscerating him, it's really interesting to see, like, how much he can regenerate. The self-contained uh, small town dealing with the slasher problem storyline really fits for this story extremely well. Um, I, I, it's, it's not overly complicated to follow, and I, I like the characters and Cassie and Vlad trying to, you know, explain what, you know, trying to deal with the problem while being captured as well. Vlad looks ridiculous once again, just the way he's drawn, just his head misshapen and everything. Yes, I was wondering that too. Like, it almost looks like in a couple of pages that Vlad looks like his head got hit by something. Yeah, just constantly looks like he got beat in the, the front of his head. And Cassie takes mm-hmm. this guy out on a boat ride and dumps him overboard with a cement block on his feet. Um, like he's some type of mafioso. is pretty damn funny. Mm-hmm. I do enjoy the following page, too, when they're showing him just kind of like sinking down from the boat and just him looking up at Cassie's silhouette. So I thought that was pretty cool with the chains and everything. 
The uh, dipshit asshole sheriff gets killed, which is totally fine, but the deputy lives, so he'll become sheriff, which is great, because he was the one who actually gave a crap about Cassie and Vlad. And actually cared about the town, too. <laughs> yes, uh, which is great. Um, him, the slasher falling to the bottom of the water, uh, very much reminds me of, of course, like Jason, you know what I mean, with being chained to the bottom of Crystal yep. Lake. Um, and Cassie says, like, hey, if I die, you get all my stuff. Vlad's like, you don't have any good stuff. What am I going to wear your freaking string underwear, you know, like, glossing <laughs> underwear. Jesus Christ. Her collection of uh, goth clothes. That would basically be all that he would get. That's all he would get. Uh, and they drive away knowing, of course, that this slasher will return, of course. I don't remember seeing a follow-up with this slasher because I think this was... It would be great to see the small-town sheriff return once again. Yeah, because I did, I did like the uh, deputy's character a lot. Um... But, you know, you never know that if we do get more Hackslash in the future, the way that they kind of symbolize with this one, it wouldn't have been to like, years later. Like, maybe even possibly not in Vlad and Cassie's time. Now, um, I'm pretty sure it's not in the back of the omnibus you have, but in the back of the comic book it says, No letters this issue, but we have some really great cosplay pics from the ever-amazing Tata Chan... Uh, 1020. Her parents must have been pretty weird to name her that, right? No, silly. That's her Christian name. It's her deviant art handle. Check her out there for more inspired cosplay pics. Many thanks to Ace Photographer Lemur Santiago for taking these pictures. Tim Seeley. So it's yes, it's a gorgeous, um, you know, representation of Cassie. She's in her typical kind of look. The kiss it bat between her legs. This girl is fucking hot <laughs> um, looking her up online um, I've seen a couple cosplay photos of her doing Ada Wong um, her doing a Harley Quinn um, and that's really it I don't see like a, a big amount of photos unless I click on her DeviantArt link and let's see if that will allow me to see anything she's also an artist as well so she has some rather interesting like Asian you know, inspired artwork other than that, I don't see a whole heck of a lot else. The last post made on her account was back in night, uh, tw- um, 2013. Okay, yeah, that was that was quite a bit ago, so... Yeah, and then we have Monstro City, uh, another little comic strip of the detective working with monsters. This time he's, uh, like, helping a, um, Egyptian, um, a mummy came con... <laughs> He's like grabbing that a back. That sounds fun. Yeah, he grabs a backpack and then flips it on. The thing explodes and then turns the mummy into a ghost. Oh my god! Yeah, that definitely sounds fun. Yeah, and then we got an ad for Hoax Hunters, which we've talked about before. There's a experience creativity by Sheena Grace. The one there's one thing I've loved to do, even on the sides of test papers in school, and it fuels me always: creating stories. Um, did you know I read something that anybody can draw? You just need to practice. Well, yeah, it's the same thing with music. Anyone can do music, it's just practice. Definitely. The back cover um, ad is for Mara by Brian Wood, Ming Doyle, and Jordi Belair. I wonder if Ming Doyle is like of the comic book men. I don't know what this is. Um, It looks like it's a sci-fi thing. I can't tell you beyond that. It's a mature-rated image comic, so go figure. <laughs> Very quick one-and-done story. I don't have a whole heck of a lot of other notes and the references to make. Um, no extra backup stuff to talk about. No pinups. Um, that is pretty much it. Uh, do you have anything else to say about the issue 19? I was going to say, I just like the reference that it's just a dark version of talking about Groundhog's Day. And, but, yeah, that was... 
a nice little short episode because like what you said on the last issue is that we've had so many where they've had like two or three volumes attached to them but this this one was a nice little sweet story well not technically sweet but short and sweet definitely and don't forget to pick up Tim's newest book, Superman vs. Lobo, from Black Label. This is one of the large format books that Black Label does, like Batman Damned and Harley, and the other history of the DC Universe. So it's not a regular-sized comic book like Hackslash, but is the oversized comic books for six ninety nine. Nice. And you can also find us, of course, on... <coughs> excuse me. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at GothGirlHorror, at ChrisDSAV, and at Lux. And you can send us an email, thatradiofhorror at gmail.com, or individual YouTube channels, Radio of Horror and... Little Channel of Horrors. Which you will be covering um, a psychopath all on his own, uh, American Psycho yes. Christian Bale, uh, or played by Christian Bale, excuse me. I'm a big fan of that movie. I was going to say, it's one of my favorites. I, I do love that film, I and I, I think it's one of Christian Bale's best roles. Have you ever read the book? I have not read the entire thing, but I have read the first few chapters. Gotcha. Um, I don't know if it's on audiobook or not. I'm sure it is. I'm sure I should be able to find it. And if you wish to help out the podcast, send us an email, thatradioofheart at gmail.com. If you're a business or if you have something you'd like to promote, you can reach out to us on Twitter and let us know. We are going to possibly be having some t-shirts on someone's Etsy store. They did t-shirts of uh, the Goth Girl Horror logo. So that will be interesting to see. Um, and uh, we might be getting some of those t-shirts as well for the podcast. Uh, by that, I mean us. Yeah. <laughs> so I will model a t-shirt we'll if... Yes, I will model my t-shirt if uh, Charcy wants to model his. Uh, I think he asked if you wanted a midriff. Uh, I probably would want a full... Uh, well, I wouldn't mind a tank top, but probably not a midriff one. Okay. So um, he asked if you wanted a midriff. It's in the comment section. It's in the the private message section on Twitter. I was like, oh, oh okay, okay. I don't know. You might want to ask her. So <laughs> I don't know how she feels about her stomach. So <laughs> it depends. In my area, I, I'm getting to the point where I just don't care anymore. And let's face it, I've noticed that crop tops and '90s style has come back in the style again. So. Gotcha. Uh, I did find out I do have the hack slash uh, toy, the new action figure, the better action figure, let's just say, uh, <laughs> pre-ordered right now on BigBadToys.com. I need to remember to order mine, so hopefully I can still get it. Yeah, uh, go to BigBadToys.com, and you can pre-order it there. That's the best place to do it. I will definitely do that. Because they won't uh, charge you until it's shipped. Mm, that's not bad, then. Yes, Definitely. We'll be back in two weeks with another exciting issue or issues of Hack Slash uh, here on Goth Girl Horror, the Hack Slash podcast. I was going to say, believe it or not, I think it's final. So it might actually be a couple volumes for that. Oh, one. wait. It's a show. It's issues 20 to 25. I think it is. I think it's final. Oh. No. Yep, it's final. Oh, so boy. So that's actually going to be there. a couple episodes. That will be a couple episodes. We're not going to do five issues in one episode. So that will be a couple episodes breaking that up. <laughs> and we might have some returning guests like uh, Daniel Leister and Tim Seeley to the podcast to talk about the ending of the Hackslash ongoing. And that will be perfect. Definitely. Yeah.
Don't stay.